0: to another episode of The Adventure Begins. My name is Marie. I'm your host and I have my co-host with me, Ruthie. Hey. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about be aware for what you pray for. Mm-hmm. Or, or as I like to say, beware. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So we have this tendency to um, pray these prayers. Like, Lord, pick me. Wherever you send me, I'll go. The worship music is going. You've got the preacher who's on fire. And it's like, Lord, pick me. So what happens when he actually does pick you? What happens when he does answer those dangerous prayers? Now, what? Because mm. I know I've prayed those dangerous prayers and been like, <laughs> pick me. And then he's picked me and he's answered those prayers the way I did not expect them to. There's one prayer I was praying where I was like, Lord, pick me. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Yeah, he answered that prayer. he he assigned me to become an intercessor and I'm like Lord (laughs) right? (laughs) I'm like Lord intercessory prayer have you heard me pray out loud I forget my scriptures I fumble over my words I get nervous this is what you really want me to do and that's what he wants me to do There have been times where I have all of a sudden felt this heaviness, crying, falling. And I've called Ruthie, like, I'm feeling this way. Like, I don't understand. And she's like, well, you're feeling what God is feeling. Oh, well, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel what he's feeling. Me forgetting that. I had gone into a shower at one point and praying, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Please Lord, let me feel what you feel. Yeah. I felt what he felt. That's not fun. That's not (laughs) fun.
1: That is hilarious.
0: (laughs) Girl. When I tell you, I felt that heaviness. I was just like, what do I do with all of this? And that's just a snippet, like that's not even everything that he feels, he's just giving me a little taste of what he feels. So I can just imagine what he feels. Ruthie, what is it that you've prayed for and God has answered? Not in the way you thought he'd answer.
1: Oh man, I think I've prayed for a lot of things, um, <laughs> especially during that time that I that period of time where I went. Um, that I was telling you from my last episode that I got hurt, and in that little time there, what you guys didn't know was, as soon as I had turn the ripe age of 16, I started having what to me was nightmares, what to others would be spiritual warfare. And I didn't really know this because I didn't really know God in that way. So when I started experiencing these, I would go to my mom and be like, I'm having these nightmares and they were so real and so vivid. And um, And they were just so frightening, and I would not go to sleep. I was too terrified to fall asleep. In fact, at one point, I actually went to sleep in my mother's and my parents' bed. <laughs> I remember my mom getting up. She's like, what is you doing? <laughs> and I was like I'm so scared and she's like scared of what and so I was telling her she's like you better get back in there and fight girl I was like no you don't understand <laughs> so then what she told me was well he for you to, do, to win this and overcome this you need Jesus so I said okay um, I'll do that So I went and I got Jesus, but the the nightmares didn't end. They just got worse. So I went back to her and I said, mom, I tried that and it didn't happen. She's like, well, you need to be baptized. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. And I had no idea what baptism was. And she's like, oh yeah, it's declaring that, that you believe in the Lord and you want everybody to know. And I was like, oh, okay. And I had taken the baptism class at church and I didn't really understand very much of it. And so I went back to her and I said, well, I don't really understand. And they were saying that they for me to be baptized. I have to understand. And she's kind of like, well, you know, it's okay. All the kids are doing it. And so I was like, okay. And then it just got three times worse. So I went back to her. I'm like, mom, this is not working. And it was, I just felt like it was just like another remedy. Like every time I would say it's not working and she would recommend something else. And then at this point it was just like, forget this. I'm just going to go to this God and tell him like, he's got to stop this. So here I am. I'm like, okay, God, um, listen, you know, I'm getting these nightmares and they are terrifying. If you make them stop, I promise that I will give you all that I have. I'll give you my riches. I'll give you, like, I'm literally, like, spilling my my guts. Like, whatever you want, I'll give it all to you, you know? I mean, it's so funny that when your parents bring you to church and you go to church, but you're not really listening or the things that you listen to, it's just kind of like, ah, that doesn't apply to me sort of thing. You know, in the last episode, we talked about how, I had heard the word hell so much that it was just it became this myth to me that it didn't mm-hmm. exist it was just a scare tactic so in the same sense here i was asking the lord you know hey um can you do this for me and in return i'll do i'll do all of this for you and honestly folks I had, I continued having spiritual warfare for years and years and years. And I've tried talking to people about it. I even talked to a Christian friend that I had. And she was literally, she literally said, I, I still remember her response to this day. She was like, Ruth, that's not even possible. They can't cross over to our realm. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, did you not hear me? I'm like, I am under attack. And it wasn't just under like a spiritual attack. I was under physical attack. Like I was being harmed in the process. And this was well before I knew the Lord. And even after I fully committed myself to the Lord, it was still years more that I continued being under attack. and at one point i just stopped telling my husband after i got married because he was just his mind he could not wrap his mind around that but he's he's even witnessed just a little bit of it because i remember one time um twice actually that he saw me fall into the bed and he was like what in the world was that like he literally said i just dropped into the bed like as if i had levitated out of bed or i like he was like, there's no way you could have just jumped into the bed because it's like you just fell out of the ceiling. So those kind of, I mean, that prayer, I feel it was the most dangerous prayer that I prayed when I was like, Lord, here I am. I'll do anything. I'll give you anything, you know, and we're so naive when we say these things. We're not thinking we're in a panic We're we're just frightened or scared or back into a corner. And then we just start talking at the mouth. We don't think about what we're saying, we're just saying. And even though you do that, you have to remember that our words are so powerful because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And the Lord holds you to that. Like, yes, you're in this moment, but he's listening and honestly it's one thing to sound genuine and it's another thing to just say it and you don't really mean it i think there's definitely a difference i genuinely meant it at that time in my fear and it's not saying like god took advantage of that but he here it was my prayer and he was answering it and yes it was definitely not in the way that i wanted answered because then when he was like i pick you and i'm like i'm sorry for what (laughs) i pick you to go and tell so-and-so that they need to stop being on their phone more often and commit their lives to me yeah listen wow oh so-and-so and that just sounds pretty like rude so <laughs> if you just send somebody <laughs> who knows them I think that would be a little more effective and he's like no I send you right so when did I sign up for this I'm sorry can you rewind
0: <laughs> when you said pick me pick me I'll do it I'll go <laughs> exactly See, here's the thing about these um these prayers when we're like pick me I'll go we're not taught and I know I know for sure I wasn't taught that when we pray those prayers that the Lord will take us to take us to task he's going to be like okay you you want me to pick you I'm going to pick you now let me see how serious you are about what you said and for sure I know that the Lord has definitely picked me and has told me okay well i need you to do x y and z and it's like well when when i said pick me i didn't mean that this is real what i really meant and so i was like um oh, 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 okay lord and you know here's the thing you know, you don't you also don't want to be obedient disobedient, I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, when, when you say, Lord, pick me, choose me. You definitely want to still be obedient, but also too, the Lord is also showing you that, Hey, this is what I know you're capable of doing. Yeah. And he's not going to give you more than he knows you can handle because at the end of the day, he knows you better than, you know, yourself. That's so true. I have, I have, uh, I remember one prayer that I have been praying for, um, is that my children would have their own personal relationship with the Lord. And I had been praying that I especially had been praying that for my eldest because I had been taking her to church, dragging her to youth group. And at some point she became rebellious. And when she became rebellious, it's like, Lord, what on earth? And, you know, it wasn't too blatant, but, you know, I could kind of see it in her when it was time for us to go. I don't want to go to the youth meeting. I want to sit with you. And I'm like, go, go make friends, kids your own age. And for her, she was like, yeah, well, they're doing a lot worse and they're hypocrites and they're this and they're that. And she was just so stuck on that. And I still kept trying to encourage her to go because for me, I'm like, you know, I don't see what you're going to learn out of hanging out with me because, you know, they're teaching me one thing. And when you go to the youth group, they can be teaching you what you need to learn at your level. So that went on for a little bit. And unbeknownst to me, she was starting to hang out with her dad a little bit more. Um, And he had been planting seeds in her mind. And that led to a real rebellion where I was falsely accused of doing things that I had not done. I caught a case because of it. And prior to that, just, just so you know, you know how the Lord works, he, he sent a warning uh, to my mom in a dream, but she didn't understand it. It wasn't until I went to church that same day I went to church after she told me uh, she had had the dream and I requested for prayers. And the minister came, you know, I explained to him the dream and he explained to me that someone is plotting to take your children away. However, they're not going to be successful in it. You're going to get your children. And As soon as he said those words, I knew exactly what he was talking about. I was like, oh, her father's up to no good. And so said, so done. I ended up catching the case. And going through that whole ordeal, uh, I remember not being shaken because I knew, okay, Lord, this is what I have to go through because you had already given me the heads up. And in the midst of it, you know, going through court dates, having been arrested and everything because of the whole situation, Towards the end of of my case, we're getting towards the end of my case. I remember my lawyer calling me and saying, hey, well, you know, they're offering you this great settlement. You know, you're not going, uh, uh, they're going to withdraw the case. However, you're going to lose your child. You're not going to get custody. And i'm like wait how is this great because at the end of the day this is not a win-win for me i don't win i don't see how this is good in, in any way shape or form and i remember when she presented it to me i told her to give me some time to think about it it was something i needed to pray on because i'm like lord you weren't telling me this is this is what is supposed to happen i i don't understand the day came where i needed to go before the judge i remember my lawyer calling me and saying hey you know did you come up with a decision yet i'm like no i haven't heard from the lord yet but i will definitely get back to you and i remember praying and i'm like lord i don't know what to do i don't know what to do i haven't heard from you and i remember i had called ruthie and i said hey did you hear from the lord and she hadn't an answered from answered me uh, she was busy and i sent her a text message and she calls me back as i'm on the train by then i said okay you know what lord remember the story of moses when you uh, moses came to you and you know he was saying how the israelites were complaining and you told him why are you coming to me go And I said, okay, Lord, in that same spirit, I'm just going to make the decision. I'm just going to let go. And at that point, I had already felt peace with that decision. I said, okay, Lord. So I get, uh, uh, Ruthie calls me up just before I'm about to hit the tunnel and said, yeah, you know, remember when I was telling you, uh, I was praying for you and I heard the Lord say for you, let it go at the time. When she told me that, I'm thinking, yeah, release, because at the time, shout out to Michael Todd, he had his series on release. And basically that series was talking about releasing the things that were holding you back, releasing anything that was negative and so on and so forth. So at the time I was thinking to myself, yeah, I'm gonna release all, the, all those things that, have, that has been in my heart, not knowing the Lord was saying <laughs> to let go of my daughter. So I did. And I was like, Lord, this does not make any sense. How, why or how how is it that you could tell me to let go? And he reminded me that I had been praying for her to have a relationship with him. And in order for her to have a relationship with him, I would have to let her go and let him do what he was going to do with her during that time in order to draw her close to him. And now when I prayed that prayer, I had no idea this is how the Lord was going to answer me. I had no idea that the Lord was going to have me let go of her in order for him to do the work that he needed to do in her. So when we go, when we pray those prayers, we have to be aware that the Lord is going to answer the prayers in in an unconventional way. And he's not going to answer it the way we think he's going to answer it because In his infinite wisdom, he knows and he understands. And being that he's already has a plan for our lives, he already knows what he's going to do, whether we understand it or or not. He's going to make everything come together for our good. And once we get on the other side of it, say, oh, okay, Lord, I see what you were doing. I didn't understand what was happening at the time, but now I get it. The pieces and pieces of the puzzle are coming together. So yeah, the, that that's the one thing that I've been praying. I was just like, all right, Lord, I don't get it, but you're sovereign, you are
1: still in control. And that's awesome. And too, what I did notice is sometimes some of our prayers comes at a cost and it comes with a sacrifice. And so the cost was you had to let go Enable for God to work. And you made the decision to trust Him despite not knowing exactly how it was going to turn out. But you were holding on to the promise that she was going to make it back to you, that He was going to send her back. So that's amazing. And we want to encourage everybody out there to say, hold on to those promises. There are so many promises in the Bible it's so that's why it's so important that you read your bible so that way you know god's promises and that when you're when you're starting to lose hope or you're not sure how is this going to play out that you can go back to the lord and said but you promised this cuz the lord is not going to especially when he's gone ahead and answered your prayer in a way that you may not have expected it um he's always going to be reassuring that it is gonna work out because the word does say that he works everything out for the good of those who love him. And because he loves you, he's always going to work it out to your benefit. And so that's why, like, when I think about my dangerous prayer of, okay, Lord, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll I'll be your hands and feet, I'll do whatever. And even though I said it out of fear, but he took that and he used it but he didn't use it to say he used it against me he used it so he can mold me so he can build my character because i was this very very shy bubble little girl like i lived in a bubble do you know how like when you hear the phrase have you been living under a rock yes (laughs) i have been living under a rock okay So uh, when I went out into the world, it was like, literally, I'm such a song person. Every time I say like a phrase or I hear somebody say a word, it automatically triggers a song in my head. At this point, my kids are so annoyed by me with that. (laughs) (laughs) But when I think about like me stepping out into the world, all I think about is the Disney Aladdin movie. Oh <laughs> that's that is exactly how I felt, y'all. Okay. I was never allowed to really leave my house. I could not go anywhere or do anything. My dad was very strict. And so it was a challenge to even to even go to, to our uncle's house. Okay. Like it that's how just insane it was. But when I got married and I left my house that I was raised in for so long, it was definitely like a whole new world. I I encountered things that I just never seen before, never heard before. My husband was literally my guide. So I'm just like so grateful that the Lord, even though I had said that prayer, he didn't turn around and use it against me and said, well, you remember when you said, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's time to pay up. You know, it was more like, Ruth, you said these prayers to me. And even though you said it out of fear, I want you to know that I took them and I'm going to use them to make you a better you. So for such a long time, I called myself God's messenger because that's what I felt like. Like literally, I felt like I was God's errand girl. He would send me to tell people about things that only they knew like, oh my gosh, and I would just be terrified. And so he worked with me on that. And that's the beauty about prayer is the Lord is always willing to work with you on anything. He just reminded me of this. My daughter, when she was born, you know, we want our hopes is that our children are born healthy and they have all their, all their, ligaments all their fingers and toes and every piece of their body parts right but as they start to grow maybe something happens within their chemistry and that's pretty much what happened with my daughter like I started noticing like okay she's doing things that I don't think kids are supposed to do and so for so long I was just kind of in denial and I would just say no no no, um she's just behind or no no she's just it's just, it's just a phase, but what was happening was that she had ADHD, and it got very frustrating because she could not do a lot of the things that kids her age could do, and that was frustrating to me, and I remember going to my quiet place and demanding, not even praying, <laughs> not even asking, demanding, God, you made her fix her. Something's wrong with her. She <laughs> needs to be fixed. Wow. Like, that does not make any sense. She shouldn't be like that. She shouldn't be acting like that. You know, something is wrong. And then it did not help that my mother also was fueling my fears because she would say, she's possessed. You need to you need to um, have an exorcism done wow. on her. Yes.
0: Wow. Yes. And so
1: I was buying into that, like, oh, my gosh. She's possessed, that's why she's acting like that. That's why she's doing these things. And then my husband, who's more practical, he's like, oh my gosh, we are not doing that. And she just has a mental disorder, which of course is taboo. And especially in the culture where my parents are from, it's very taboo for anybody to have mental illness there's no such thing and if there was we're not going to talk about it in fact you know to them to have mental illness that's why they just automatically say no you're just possessed and you need to have an exorcism done and so it was the same thing for my daughter so that's why i went to my quiet place and just said lord you need to fix her and i will never forget his response so sweet such a tender voice said ruth pray for yourself and for your perspective to be changed. Wow. What is that? Even, what are you talking about? I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about her. Wow. She's the one who's got the problem. And he said, I want you to go to the mirror and look into the mirror and see where the problem is.
0: Wow. You know, and that reminds like, me of the yeah. story of Paul. When he was begging for that affliction to be taken away, that thorn on his side, he prayed three times. And the Lord said, my grace is
1: sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. That is, that's crazy. Yeah, it was really hard to pray for the Lord to change my heart because I was so angry like I honestly did not see what this had to do with me and why was I having to be the one to pray for myself why couldn't he just fix her and he and I mean through all of that he just kept telling me I made her perfect I created her flawless I'm like no you didn't because she's got an issue she's got mind issues she's got like she can't do x y and z I'm telling you, when your father in heaven wants to be strict, like when you've pushed him to his limit, (laughs) which is a long time to be pushed. But I felt like that was me. I would just grumble about it. I was being just rude about it. And so that's what I started doing. I started praying these prayers. But what was funnier is it's not like I was praying them like so graciously either. It wasn't like I was saying, oh, Lord, thank you for being so patient with me and and giving me your eyes. No, it was like, dear God, although I have asked you to do this for me, obviously (laughs) you are not going to. So here I am having to pray for a change of heart and a change of eyes. So, I mean, very rudely, folks, like I was this spoiled brat. And I don't even know. I felt at this point, like when I talk about it now, the Lord should have like smite me. (laughs) (laughs) And he was well within his rights too. Exactly. Because it was rude. It was so ungrateful. But he just started doing the work regardless. Softening my heart. And before I knew it, I saw exactly what he saw. And I was like, you're right. It's a beautiful soul. Beautiful personality, a beautiful character. She really was, she was like this sweetheart, willing to do whatever you needed her to and just wanting to make you happy. And somehow I could not see that because I was so fixated on this whole, something is wrong with her. Something's not right with her mentally. And then, oh my gosh, she might be possessed. And where am I gonna find an exorcist? You know, (laughs) and all this craziness. And I'm like so happy the Lord was just like, yeah, let's check that again let's take a step back and i'm so glad my husband did not entertain that either said he was like she is not possessed it's called a mental disability and he, i'm like i don't know what that is my mama said that's possession
0: <laughs> <laughs> like Bobby Boucher, my mama said my mama said my mama said oh my gosh we gotta be yeah, careful with those
1: point, folks, yeah i stopped listening to my mom you'll be happy to know <laughs> That God. further <laughs> further down the road i started realizing you know what my mom does not know everything so i'm going to stop taking these advices now and just look to the lord to lead me so i'm so thankful that you know after we get married that we technically don't have to per se follow our parents <laughs> orders anymore because my mom would have like suggested something i'm like oh Oh, and then get myself killed or something, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, wow. Prayer is amazing. But the beautiful thing is when we do start to pray, when we do ask the Lord with the right heart, the right intentions, that we want to do the work, that we want to be available, that we want our, our cups to be empty so that way he can fill it up something beautiful happens we start to genuinely pray those bold prayers and they may sound something like this although i am made of flesh and bones and flawed down to the core pick me although i may be afraid so terrified i forget my name pick me although i may not be brave and may misbehave, pick me. Although I may not be wise, and I'm troubled inside, pick me. Although I may not understand why, but I'm willing to try, pick me. For where you send me, I vow to go. Where I go, I always know. You'll be there with me, your angels before me, my enemies beneath me, supporters behind me. In the physical, I look unprepared, but in the spiritual, all I need is already there. Pick me and I will go.
0: All right, now it's time for our highs and our lows. So this week <laughs> has been um, very interesting to say the least mm. uh, our let's start with our lows first. We have been trying to record and re-record and record again <laughs> and you know we were not able to do that. And I, I really do. We believe that the enemy was trying to shut our mouths. And in Jesus' name, it wasn't happening. Yeah. So we, we, every time we started, we got to a minute and 30 seconds and it would just drop. Like, wait, like, what's, like, what's happening? And we would it over. And it would be the same thing. And at one point, we got to five minutes of recording. It's like, yeah this is gonna happen yes and then it just dropped like lord what is happening Ruthie and I are rebuking the devil telling him he's a liar he ain't gonna have this one and nothing was happening
1: for three days folks
0: yes (laughs) yes and so I got this brilliant idea thank you holy spirit was like uninstall and reinstall again and that's what I did I uninstalled and reinstalled again and it worked it worked worked. and then oh oh here here here's the kicker we recorded completely (laughs) (laughs) We, we completed the episode and then while we're editing we're like oh crap we can't hear. <laughs> like, we sound so far from the mic, and it's like, okay, Lord, what is happening? So, we have to do it all over again. But yep. God is so faithful. Yes. We got through. Yes. We got through. And this is what brings us to our highs. We yeah. got through. <laughs> we got Thank through. you, Jesus. <laughs> we were able to record and make it happen. So, this was our highs and our lows. (laughs)
1: Absolutely.
0: I agree. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to another episode. Yes. See you on the other side. And (laughs) we can't wait to hear from you. If you've got any questions, you can email us at askadventurebegins at gmail.com. All right.
1: Yes. Take care, everybody. All
0: right, Tabbies, it's a wrap. It's a wrap.